I can't bloody well log on to <laughs> bloody Blood? Dropbox. Yep. I'm asking it to send me an email to reset it, and I'm not getting the email. Jean's computer doesn't like her. It recognises her as the enemy. If she had her way, she would dance naked round trees all day. And computers recognise that as being the Antichrist. <laughs> Deviant. Yes. There you go, there's the intro. <laughs> In this weather, dancing naked round trees sounds like a jolly good idea. Yeah. I dare you to do it in the memorial gardens in Crawley. Come on in. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am... Hot and ever so sweaty. Actually, yes. Uh Yeah, a bit moist. Mm. Mm. Not in a good way. (laughs) I had a nice cool shower before I came out. We can't have one because we've got a leak under the bath, and I think if we have another shower, the ceiling will fall in. Well, only until the man or lady comes tomorrow. To mend it. So if, we, if we have another one, we shall have a shower in the front kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any road up. Anyway, without further ado, it's the news with El Presidente. Marvel goes forth. Mm. Now that Spider-Man Far From Home is swinging away behind us, Marvel has officially concluded the third phase of their cinematic universe. With a mere moment to catch our breaths, prepare your body for Marvel's fourth phase. Dun, 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 dun. First up will be Black Widow in May 2020. If I might interject. I mean... No, but I'm in the zone and you in flow for a franchise that was supposed to be wound why up why don't with... you wait until the end <laughs> when I've finished reading the damn news you're gesticulating first up will be Black Widow in May 2020. They call it the first Phase 4 film, but it's actually set soon after Captain America's Civil War, so does it really count? November 2020 will see the Eternals hit the big screen, followed rather quickly by Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in February 2021. Despite the name of the latter, it is not believed to be either a porn film or related (laughs) to Sonic the Hedgehog. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will be only a few months behind that, hitting cinemas in May 2021. A few months after that, in November 2021, Thor will return to the big screen, potentially taking the form of Natalie Portman in Uh Thor, colon, Love and Thunder. (laughs) Other films that we know are coming sometime after this but haven't been officially dated yet include Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2. Kevin Feige also... Feige. Can, well, what? Feige. Is that how you pronounce it? Feige. Well, it's yeah. spelled like beige, but with yeah. an F. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Kevin Feige also hinted towards MCU versions of the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, and even Blade. Mm. Without oh. moving to six films a year, it's hard to see how they will fit this all in. Meanwhile... Over on the Disney Plus streaming service, the following TV series will appear over the next couple of years. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, no doubt with a similar concept and theme tuned to Chucklevision, Loki, Hawkeye and What If, an animated series mm. featuring the cinematic cast's voices, including the likes of Karen Gillan, Toby Jones, Hayley Atwell, Natalie Portman, Jeff Goldblum and so many more. That should keep everyone busy for the next couple of years or so. <laughs> Sorry, Trumbly. Did you have an opinion on Did this? You have a point to make? <laughs> uh, yeah, just a little point. I mean, we don't want to know about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, as I say, for a franchise that was supposed to be wound up with um, Infinity War Part 2... Oh, no, no. It's never meant to be wound up. It's mm. just the end of the phase and mm. actually yeah. I, the old guard. And- that's initially on what it was planned to. Then they suddenly discovered it actually making money. Yes. Oh, I said, I, they must have known well before they got to Phase 3 that it was making money. Well, yeah. Sort of, I think I can hear the merry jangling of cash tools. You know, so. Well, yeah. I Disney are getting given up, yeah, I think it was Phase 2. They were hinting that they were pushing it beyond Phase 3. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you interrupted my flow for. <laughs> Your flow? My flow. I, I have a couple of addendums to this. Oh, there's only more detail, which uh, to this we could do an entire podcast on yeah, detail. Uh, I, I think the guy who played Cottonmouth in Daredevil is going to be Blade. I can't remember the life of me. I remember the name of the actor. I can't remember the name. It's, no, a, it's the, the unusual is, name. Yeah. I can never remember The it. thing is, with Blade, will it be like the comic books and set in London? No, I doubt it. I think it will probably be more, more like the films. Mm, the yeah. original Wesley Snipe. He's American again, so mm. you can oh, add right. pretty much... I hope it's like the Wesley Snipes one, because they've destroyed London enough. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, another addendum to this. Apparently, David Arbour. I'm going to say David Icke. No, no, David, <laughs> David Harbour. So it's Hopper. Pesky lizards again. Hopper Hopper. from Stranger Things turned up on the Black Widow panel. Blimey. So he's involved in that in some some manner. He's lovely. Mm -hmm. Do you think he gets to punch people? Quite possibly. Excellent. We shall see. There's a lot going on, and this time the TV series are properly integrated into the, uh, yeah. the cinematic. Yeah. So they haven't really been up canon, till then, now, yeah. being overseen by Feige and Co. All going to be under the Disney Channel yeah. now, rather than ABC or Netflix. Or yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about some of the TV series. Do I care about Hawkeye? No, I don't. <laughs> I quite like Hawkeye. Yeah. I, I, it's actually. I think it's going to be nice to see Hawkeye and Black Widow to have sort of like they're like almost kind of James Bond type characters because they're not enhanced by radioactive spiders or anything else they are human who have developed skills like Batman like Batman like Batman Batman. Gene, tell us about K9. Are you sure? Have we finished with Marvel We've finished with Marvel. For for now. For now. But Disney haven't. (laughs) Yeah. K9. Dead. Another TV series. So, not dead. (laughs) Back. Way back. In 2015. It was shouted from the rooftops, mainly by Bod Baker, that K9 was getting his own feature film, a film in which he would face off against the mighty Omega. Omega. If that actually happened, then nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> now the Doctor's trusty robot dog is said to be returning to the small screen for a new kids' TV series. That's more like it. <laughs> if this comes to pass, then expect yet another redesign of K9, this time apparently looking more industrial and covered in rivets he might be able to get treatment for that yes steampunk k9 reports of uncertain accuracy say that two companies are bidding for the series so you've just made this up (laughs) which somebody did i (laughs) if true suggests it as some hope of happening unlike the short-lived 2010 australian k9 series this one is said to be being made in the uk Right now, people should probably be reaching for a pinch of salt rather than a robot dog treat, especially after the apparent failure to fund the canine film. But stranger things have happened. We can only hope that the opening credits are as iconic as the canine <laughs> and company ones. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, this is the third or fourth time there's been a, a, a canine TV mm, series yeah. in the works. Well, we didn't believe it last time, it did happen. It did happen, yeah. I, mean, don't it, we I still haven't seen any of it, but yeah, right. some even, of it. even though the Australian K9 looked like it was snarling at everyone, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he turned up at was it the first Capital? I think so, yeah, with the slightly mm. redesigned K9 yeah. for the movie. I was like, that's all gone out the window, and now I've designed it again. K9, I know he was kind of like very basic and boxy, but he looked, he looked like a, a function, it, it was supposed to be just a functioning piece of machinery, machinery mm. that resembled a dog and was cobbled together what was available on the spaceport I think there comes a point where you over design something mm. and I think they're getting close to over designing it I think yeah. they have to change it because they don't own the copyright the design yeah. of K9 I think they had to pay money to have him yeah. appear at the beginning of the Australia one before they changed him mm. Yeah. Mm. so here they probably start off in his new guise from the beginning I'd imagine yeah if it happens at if all. it happens at all yeah I have an addendum oh yeah what Light is your Thomas. addendom Doctor Who companion Hurts ankle. Shock. (laughs) Really? Okay. Yeah. Lisa Bowman on Twitter posted a 
picture of her foot right. encased in one of those black cast things. Yep. Yeah, she's broken her ankle. Broken? Oh, oh wow. Yeah. 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 And she herself made the joke about Doctor Who companion twist ankle shock. <laughs> <laughs> so, hope she gets better soon. Because yep. she was leaping around the yeah, stage on, on, at um, Big, Big Finish, Finish day. day. She was running all over the place. A couple of times when she leapt off the stage, I thought, girl, your ankle's going to go and you're yep. going to fall in the front row. <laughs> and look what happened. Yep. Her ankle went. Yep. <laughs> oh, well. Doesn't affect audio. No, really <laughs> Doesn't. I have an addendum. Lay it on us. One addendum here that might be interest of uh, Master Purcell. All right. There's a book out, Becoming Superman. Are you Superman? Ah. Which, which, which is Secretly. a J, J. Michael Straczynski autobiography. Ah. Yeah, I've heard about it. They were giving you a signed copies. You could win them. I didn't enter. I forgot. Quest- <laughs> question. Why does J. Michael Straczynski want to become Superman? Um, well, that, that's the name of the book. Uh-huh. And he has done a major, or just come off of a major line on the Superman comics, which apparently ah. was very well received and mm. one of the better well, story that, arcs. That explains that question yes. then. But, but he's uh, more known to people on this podcast as the head writer producer and creator of Babylon 5. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, but he's famously he grew up with comic books. He loved comic books. He always yeah. wanted to write comic books. Yeah. And he's written for quite a few, hasn't he? He did a good run in Spider-Man. He did, uh, he mm, did the right, uh, yeah. 9-11, 9/11 issue yeah. of Spider-Man, yeah. which was... Yeah. Oh, was that his? Which was yeah. outstanding. Oh, God, yeah. that made me cry. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I must yeah. get a hold of a copy of that. I think I know a fair bit about his history. He's, he's spoken about it a lot. Yes. Yeah, quite a, quite a, a nasty little history f- yeah. to be begin with from what I've yes rather yeah. abusive father I think wasn't yeah. it yes. mm. any other addendums they're rebooting Attack of the Killer Tomato <laughs> and yet Howard the Duck yeah, no, I know, no, I know. no Howard Nothing the Duck happened. but yeah they're <laughs> in the works director Dustin Ferguson of Amityville Evil Never Dies Ooh. and uh, straight to video horrors oh they're the best kind he's of announced horrors. on Facebook he's filmed the first scene of an Attack of the Killer Tomato reboot that's made me stupidly happy <laughs> there's, never a seen of, the there's a number of films that deserve a revisit yep. and that's one of that's them one arachnophobia oh. uh, they're also in the DC animation line mm-hmm. remember uh, Batman Gaslight and mm-hmm. they are doing Red Sun which I've is, got Bridget Nielsen. In no, my no, head which now. is which is <laughs> a, a Superman, Superman <laughs> Red ah. Sun, oh. where instead of landing in the middle of Kansas, he actually comes down in the middle of the Soviet bloc. Oh dear! I would like to see it when he come down in the middle of Camden. <laughs> <laughs> actually, they have done one of those. <laughs> it was partially written by John Cleese, if I remember rightly. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Bizarre. Is that the last of your addendums? No, no. I'm afraid my last addendum, according to Facebook and. And right. a few things on news, so and I hope I'm not killing him too early. But da- David Henderson no. is dead. Henderson. Henderson. Oh, Crane from uh, Captain Lee Hedison? Crane from Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, Aww. and also the original Felix from the John- Sean Connery. James he must Bonds. have been about 100 yeah. years old. Uh, according to this, he was 92. That's mm. a damn fine innings. Not bad, not bad. I would like to question why you said at the beginning of this, I hope this is true. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I don't want to be killing him too early, unlike what you do with a half a dozen f- movies. I, I just assume everyone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're surprised oh. when they've died because you thought they well, died exactly. years ago. <laughs> oh, 92. That's a good mm, innings. Very good innings, yes. So live and let die and license to kill, so... Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I used to love oh, Felix. The bottom of the sea. Felix, yeah. Ah. Roger Moore and um Ah, I knew he I knew he was one of the Bond and Timothy Dalton Bond guys. And that's the end of the news. I have a question before we go into Spider-Man. What is your question before we go into Spider-Man? There'll be a shiny pound, maybe, but probably Ooh. not, <laughs> for the person, except for you, oh. who can tell me what the link is between Spider-Man and the sound of music. Judy Andrews. Damn. No, not oh. at all. <laughs> uh, death. Death? Yeah. There's no death in the sound of music. <laughs> There's a lot of death in the sound <laughs> well, of Nazis. Nazis. It's, it's not. It's all happy singing and, and falling in rivers. The Von Trapp family. What, we're in Spider-Man? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Shall I tell you? Yeah. No, Crumbly was quite close. Oh, really? The 
guy who played the oldest son in The Sound of Music played Spider-Man in the 1970s. In the 70s TV show. I think his name was Nicholas Hammond. Mm. That sounds right. So you were nearly right, but so very wrong. So long, farewell, auf Wiedersehen, adieu. (laughs) Anyway, Spider-Man. Yes. (laughs) Far from home. We have all been to the cinema, not together this time, because we have to spend some time apart. (laughs) <laughs> for the sake of the children. Yeah. yeah. And we went to see... I forgot what the film's called. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Far, from, far from, home. from Home. And we went to see Spider-Man Far From Home, in which he does very bad things to my bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't him exactly. No, not really. Yes, it was. <laughs> Let's have some music here. Did it become your bridge? Become her bridge ever since she hugged it and a boat went underneath it. Oh, it was so cool. Where did you go to Venice? No, the bridge lifted up and a boat went there, although apparently it was a yacht. Oh. Anyway. May, may I start with this one? You yes. may start. The, the, the Spider-Man love, hater. I love Spider-Man. My favourite superhero. Uh, Keith, was that sarcasm? That was sarcasm hard, in, the, in its lowest form. <laughs> I'm getting so good at spotting that. Yeah. Uh, yeah eventually I dragged myself to the cinema. What's wrong with Spider-Man? I just... Just, oh, <laughs> just doesn't appeal to me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Too young Why don't we invite her? <laughs> <laughs> I actually quite enjoyed this one. Yay, convert. Good. I enjoyed it because they've allowed the character to grow up. I, I kind of like yeah, some of like the early cartoon series, but the recent films have been too much teenage angst. And when I was a teenage, I didn't like teenage angst. Mm. So as an adult, oh, just get on with it. So this one, mm. there was the romantic bit about him trying to get the Black Dahlia necklace and his plans going totally tits up. Tits mm. up. Yep, of course. Um, but that mm. didn't yep. then become the dry for the story whereas some of the other times that side of it becomes a driver for the story this was much more of an action one I did like the way they've made him question that role that he thinks he needs to fill Mm. of Tony Stark's replacement spoilers yeah I don't think it's that secret it's in the trailers (laughs) that's true and I liked the whole Mr. On relationship and that kind of stuff and I thought it was Mysterio and I thought it was actually quite a clever good film it didn't lag too much either so yeah I I quite enjoyed this one I don't know about everyone else I did feel I thought Samuel Jackson's character had got back into the fold of things at the end game you know he seemed to be a but in this one, it was almost like he's outside. Did of he stay the... to right to the end? Yeah. Did you stay to the end? I, I, I saw the first of the two ah, last trains, but I didn't see the didn't last see last, last train. That would explain. Oh, All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I quite liked. I'd be interested to see they explore this in a separate series, like mini TV series. Was the people from the blip? Things like oh, yeah. landing yeah. in the yeah. wrong yeah. person's house and the mistress and the rest of it. <laughs> I think there was some interest in and that fact that that was actually started to be covered. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's very lucky that all of our main characters blipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> convenient. You know, it can happen. But that, that is one thing I do like about this film series is what has happened in one does get carried over and has repercussions in other films. Yeah, you can see why they consider this the end of phase yeah, yeah, three or whatever it is. Because they're, st- they're st- suffering from major repercussions. It is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This new version, thing new, is now two films in. Yeah. This version of Spider-Man, I never found to be particularly angsty. No, no, he's the most likable Spider-Man ever. See, I think yeah. it's because the ones I last saw were the Tobey Maguire ones. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, that's oh. going back a bit now. Yeah, <laughs> um, I didn't see the first one of this ones. Okay, mainly because the last Spider-Man's I saw really put me off Spider-Man. No, and I'm, I'm before no, this. That. This guy is probably my favourite Spider-Man. Think, he's, yeah. 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 he's the right age. He's just, as I said, so completely likeable. It's yeah. ridiculous. And, and also something that I've noticed is they've still kept him in school. Mm. But this is our, this is the fifth appearance of this Spider-Man, all told. Yeah, really? Already? I suppose oh. it must be, yeah. All yeah. told. And he's still Kinda, in he school. Didn't... He's in high school. He's yeah. still in high school. In the first one, by the end of the film, he was out working by mm. the first Tobey Maguire one. But then he was about 35. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but, but Spider- 
still, Spider-Man's a kid. They're still <laughs> keeping it within parameters of the original comic book. Yeah. He's still yeah. in school. I Do, presume that's not mm. going to be able to continue for much longer. Well, maybe one more film. Well, yeah. Digressing slightly, this is it. The deal, Marvel deal with Sony was originally for just five films. Oh, okay. So I squandered a couple there. Yeah, <laughs> as appearing hardly at all. Yeah, in as, as well, the, that that was part of the agreement. As they've they've both been successful, I'm just wondering if there's an office somewhere in LA where a couple of lawyers are hammering out a new deal. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Wasn't well, there it, something about if they if it didn't reach a billion, well, this, this then it reverted both, to Sony? Both, it's well, made almost nine hundred and seventy million pounds. Yeah, both. I think dollars, I think if I remember rightly, for the YouTubes, the Spider-Man Marvels have to reach a billion each time. Blimey. Sony has to produce a Spider-Man or Spider-Man related film every three years to keep the franchise. To keep the franchise. Mm. But anyway, uh, <laughs> one, yeah, one, the- one thing I did notice was um, I think I mentioned it when uh, Thor: The Dark World came out. Was it was just a nice change to see a city other than sort of Washington D.C. or New York or Los Angeles. Mm. Get an absolute twatting. Why I mean, did it have to be London it's again? Always it's always London. London. <laughs> it was Mexico. Well. Well. Thor the Dark World. Yeah, yeah. Mexico. Unfortunately, we have at the moment we've had Thor the Dark World, The Mummy. Um, London has fallen. Uh, yeah, London has fallen. Uh, what well, the, 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 the latest player. Hellboy have yeah. all been set with London being mm. total to the yeah. last five <laughs> films. I like London, especially the bit they dented this time. They always destroy the good looking bits. One yeah. bit I did adore in this film, and it didn't even involve Spider Man. Oh, right. This film included a love story that was better than Twilight. <laughs> okay. It was okay. His, his mate. <gasps> oh, yes! He <laughs> yes. decided he loved the girl. Ned. And yes. by the end of the school trip, they'd split up again, but we're going to be friends forever. Yeah. <laughs> and that was still a better love story than <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> that was quite amusing, that, that whole thing. One of the things that did make me chuckle was Edith. Yes. Edith, yes. Yeah, even dead, I'm the hero. Which is a typical yeah. Stark. Yeah. Yeah. But what did we think of the nasty Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh. I, well, I've, I've got to admit, knowing the character he's based on Mm -hmm. I had my suspicions about him from the beginning he did seem a bit odd didn't he yes (laughs) I assumed he would be a villain Uh, famously a villain in the comic book I don't think I've ever read any of his stuff but I know of the character famously he's a villain in the comics and for the first time he appeared he posed as a hero oh really okay in the the comics uh, question Edith is she a successor to her Jarvis possibly Possibly, because we've also uh, had Friday, mm. who was part of the Iron Man suit well, after Jarvis. His suit so. in the last film had an AI as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah uh, that was again. Suit Lady. Yeah. yeah. But there <laughs> yeah. again, Jarvis is now Vision. Uh, vision. Vision. Yeah. yeah. Dead. And I'm glad to see that MJ is a thousand times more intelligent than Lois Lane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah. Well, yes. She knew he was Spider-Man. She told 67%. him. 67%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hedging a bet. You know, you never, never affirmed about anything. One thing I, I noticed with this film, I suspect it has stuck to the cat book, but it's ever so slightly, or it struck me as being ever so slightly political, with the character being whatever I, whatever you're told, people will believe anything now, no oh, matter yeah. how fanciful. Yeah. Yeah. If you wrap it up and make it sound good and playing on the people whole fear, people's I, I fears, think... it was very cleverly done, but there was a lot of um, political... I'm or, not sure well, if not that political just... political messaging, a ca- but... I know, you I know what you mean. I'm not sure if that just applies for today. Yeah. I think this, is, this has been something I think at the moment yeah. Yeah. There, there was a certain dark garbed bearded gentleman who said that uh, anyone will believe a lie if you wrap it in enough truth Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't put my finger on it but there were just certain bits of this and certain lines and I'm sitting there thinking this is definitely having a, a little poke at the political state it has state come in to the form kind of yeah. in yeah. recent years but I mean, it obviously makes a lot of sense in that universe because they've had so many crazy uh, things happen oh, yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not been not least yeah, it, of which the blip recently. It, yeah. it, it doesn't look out of place. No. It's what I quite like sometimes with speculative fiction and science fiction when it does sometimes reflect and hold a mirror up to society and say, "Look how stupid you really yeah. all are." Mm-hmm. Also, I like the fact that it takes stark tech, yeah. and turns it against the people. Yeah, there's always that undercurrent it's corrupted, particularly at the beginning of the Iron Man, that he was just a guy out to make money and to yeah. hell with who died as a consequence. Yeah. And here it's coming back. 
to mm. roost in a way, even though he's mm. not there to see it happen. Yeah. I saw the first of the two end scenes. Yep. I didn't see the last of the end scenes. The first of the two end scenes is obviously very interesting. And it's going to be interesting Massively. on how they play that in the next one. Yeah. Spider-Man is probably the only character who's still masked. People didn't know who he was. Mm. They don't really bother with alternative identities in Marvel MCU particularly. No. Well, this is why when he walked into the the lair, I thought it odd at the time that um, Jake Gyllenhaal made a point of telling him to take his mask off. Mm. Well, it's also, if they can't hammer out a deal in LA, they've got a convenient excuse that Peter Parker has now gone underground or has been been given a false identity by S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I can't yeah. see a, a deal falling through. It's worth too much to... Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. I mean, I they've speak- set it up for the next film, haven't they? There, oh, yeah, the it's going to be a very... Yeah, that's it. Stuff. It does seem to be set film. up. I mean, speaking of S.H.I.E.L.D., they describe Fury's relationship with Peter Parker as the mean new stepdad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, we're now going to spoil the last post credit scene for you, so if you don't want to hear, fast spoiler forward music, about 20 music. seconds. Adam, tell Jean what the post last post credit scene was. Uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill were not Nick Fury and Hill. No, they weren't those scrolls. Oh, right. They were driving sh- along the car and shifted back into their normal shapes. Now, uh, so Nick Fury hasn't been involved in it. He at is all. kind of involved, he's but from afar. He's on a space station somewhere yeah. with the others. You, 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 you <laughs> see him. his feet up on a beach. <laughs> you see him on a beach and his feet up in a deck chair. The camera pulls out, the beach fuzzes out, and he's actually in a spaceship mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. Setting up, they think, interstellar, interstellar version of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Which I think there was a comic version of that. They, they do have it in the comics. So yeah. the scrolls are there purposefully to act like yeah yeah they're trying to, to help out him. and cover yeah. yeah this spoiler has been brought to you by staggering stories <laughs> <laughs> now what's all this about earth 833 yeah oh. obviously in the trailer in particular they make out that uh, mysterio is from an alternate multiverse reality, reality yeah. or different yeah. dimension turns out that's not true he was an employee of uh, stark yeah disgruntled employee indeed along with many others including um what's her name from the satan pit yes i have to say oh, though yeah. one one of the disgruntled employees who's the one that cuts together the audio that they put out at the beginning yeah. i'm not quite sure he can count as a disgruntled stark employee because he was fired by the guy that was having a go at so that one's pushing it a little bit maybe he was working for the other guys stark industries (laughs) the original comic books the original marvel line is from earth 616 and the cinematic universe is earth 19999 because each time they reboot the (laughs) comic books they create another little universe Uh, and call it a different earth number can i ask you a question oh When's our anniversary? Uh, the fourth of... <laughs> you can remember that, that universe, it was Earth 19999, and you can't even remember, off the top of your head, our anniversary. I, I love Some, you. Someone's sleeping on the settee tonight. I really, really love you. you, you yes, yeah, thought I'd you, check. You're, you're, hang on. Please don't, please don't lick me or anything. Kitty feeding. I'll get out of it. <laughs> Oh dear, Keith in the doghouse. <laughs> no, I think the doghouse will be more comfortable than where he's going to be. You noticed I had to count the nines on my finger. Oh, well, that's you know, right. so it's not instant. <laughs> but that's one of, harking back to the, the news, the uh, TV series What If, which is yeah. the Marvel Comics version where they take one of their stories and screw something slightly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, interesting to do that. Yeah. Having watched this one, I will probably go back and watch the other one with this. Mm guy in it if, if sure. i may if i may may i suggest homecoming it's very good yep. and also into the spider-verse oh yeah, it's very good, yeah. <laughs> which is glorious yeah. yeah now when i heard the premise of this film about them going on a road trip a holiday yeah that's always a bit of a red flag i find <laughs> i was thinking of national uh, lampoon's european yeah. vacation often when they do a tv series particularly they do a film yeah and they take the characters and put them in, in a abroad or something yeah, like that different yeah. environment it tends to be rubbish well it's a typical but fish out of water situation it is but here actually yeah i think it worked quite well I yeah it worked. It's, it's the fact that the nick fury has hijacked the vacation yeah it's quite but funny it, the way everything is nick fury or yeah no yeah. no it's witches <laughs> yeah, yeah just redirecting this group yeah and also you might initially think isn't it a bit weird everywhere they go there's an attack yeah but of course even initially of course it is mysterio yeah who's traveling with nick fury so uh, when every time 
everywhere yeah. Nick goes. Yeah. Mysterio's and there. His and... plan was, of course, to get the Stark tech. Yeah. So he was going after Spider-Man. I think it's mentioned that they found out that Edith was going to Parker and not to... Sorry, I thought I'd turn the sound off on this thing. <laughs> Edith was going to Parker and not to one of the Stark executives. Yeah, yeah. I like the way it all ties in. Yeah, it does hold together. Anyone got anything else to say? Probably loads. But I like uh, Mysterio's costume. It's very Thor-like. I was thinking that. I think mm, it's, it's yeah. the shoulder things mm, and, the, yeah. and the cloak. Mm. Well, I think that's true to the original that's, version. Yeah, yeah, more or less based on the original character. The, the eyes and the, uh, they, the they, there's and... On YouTube, there's a whole detailed on how they tried to change the uh, goldfish bowl. Okay. But it didn't look right. Yeah. They tried to change it to a more human shape, but it just didn't look right. Oh, right. Okay. I, I did really like all the illusion yeah. effects. Yeah. That was really clever. The eyes. and You can see a lot of it is quite CG. It's meant to be. But it it's was CG be, yeah. in yeah. the film, so it kind of worked. Also having Spider-Man in different versions of the yeah. costumes. Are... The stealth suit. Yeah. And Happy Hogan. We didn't mention Happy Hogan. Oh, God, yeah. No. Oh, what just they... happened? <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Happy. He assumed that they, he was going to go out with Aunt May, and yeah. Aunt May, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Aunt May's got very young, hasn't she? <laughs> Again, there is a reason for that, harking back to the Sony deal. Harking back to the getting bums on seats. Mm. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> she shouldn't really be two generations older than Peter Parker. She should be She'd one be the generation same age as his parents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the, the... So the fact she's always such an old woman, and then he's a sort of fifteen-year-old. I was assuming she was like great great aunt May or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, she was in, in the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man yes. she was the reason why the characters are subtly different including MJ is the fact if Marvel don't perform their side of the license mm. those characters as they are there get sealed off nobody can use them yeah uh, so that's why they they can still use Aunt May but they can't use that version of Aunt May oh, oh mm. it's so complicated yeah, it's isn't complicated. it yeah Okay. I bet Stanley never thought of all this when he just came up with this kid that gets bitten by a radioactive spider. <laughs> right. We would like to know what you thought of Spider-Man. So Good. please do write to us at show at staggeringstories.net. Right, as well as the cinema, we have been observing things on the telly box via DVD or Blu-ray. Blu-ray, crystal clear Blu-ray. Well, a bit blurry. (laughs) (laughs) We have been watching... From John Pertwee, yes. Planet of the Daleks. Of the Daleks. Yes. Pause for music. Actually, I think you should have let the head of Pertwee introduce this one. Yeah. <gasps> I think we should probably greet him mm, with yes. the fashion required. Mm-hmm. Right. One, two, three. Oh. Hello, head of Pertwee! Hello, yes, other <laughs> yeah. other Too many to Where's mention. Where's the Moomin gone? Yes. I have no idea where yes, the Moomin where is. Where is the Moomin? Yes. Sure. Back there somewhere? Oh, he fell down the back. Oh, poor Moomin, has he? Can't see him, but anyway. There's a Moomin shop in Covent Garden. I know. And one of the charity shops has got Moomin stuff at the moment. Shall we burn it down? <laughs> it's, it's a, I think it's British Heart Foundation and doing a whole range of moving stuff. Ooh. Anyway, this is nothing to anyway. do with I hate to say it, Karen, the Blu ray is gorgeous. It's your eyeballs that are <laughs> yeah, no. We watched it over two nights. We did we three episodes a night. Oh, we watched it over one afternoon. Oh, <laughs> I watched it. God woman. I watched it about a week. Three <laughs> nights. Twice. Yeah. Three nights. That's yeah. quite sensible. Yeah, yeah I tried me, doing two episodes at a time. Me, me, me and Adam watched it in an afternoon session. Mad. Oh, that's true, yeah, uh, I did watch it there. Yeah, yeah. One thing to say about Planet of the Daleks, and it involves... Only one? It invo- oh, many, many, <laughs> many things. It involves Joe Grant. Oh, yes. All right. A couple of things, really. On um, heat. <laughs> Joe Grant's IQ seems to go up 20 points when she's not with the Doctor. Yes. And mm, in this one, um, we learnt from watching the additional features yep. 
when Joe was stranded and recorded, speaking into the recorder oh, yes. to keep the doctor informed on as to what was happening. Not they ever listened to it, but yeah. <laughs> that was Katie Manning ad-libbing. They told her to just do it. Go for oh, it. They should have let her write all of Joe's bloody dialogue yeah. because yeah. this was the best Joe Grant episode mm. I've seen. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. She revert As soon as she was with the doctor, she reverted to giddy, giddy little... You know, mm, airhead. ditzy airheads. Mm. But when she was on mm. her own, she was a lot stronger mm. and a lot more likable. Mm. Independent. Okay. Yeah. Well, she was on her own for about four episodes. She was, and she was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Now, am I the only one who's thinking the back in all the jungle noises were used in um the chicken, the chicken, the chicken, the jungle noises in the background all during the day. <laughs> so what are you telling the me? There were large killer chickens. There were killer chickens in that jungle. Lurking robot chickens in the undergrowth. Yeah. <laughs> you go back and listen. You go back and listen. Yeah, You'll yeah, only be able to hear the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I swear that was used for Planet of the Spiders, where the Doctor's on Metabolis Three. Metabolis. Metabolis. Whatever. <laughs> no. Metabolis. Metabolis. No, I, I, sad person that I am. I had a science, a sound effect record. Ah, yes. The, so they, they did have a separate Metabetus yes. uh, soundtrack, but this one was Nightmare Forest. Ah. The one with the chicken in the background. <laughs> Nightmare Forest. So, what was happening? Before we go with what's happening, who thought episode three looked absolutely gorgeous? It did, yes. It, it was colourised. Yeah, it did not stand now. out at all. No, it was it? colourised. Yeah. Yeah. It was only, um, it was only when I was watching it, I remember looking at the sleeve notes and thinking, ah, oh, that's been... Hmm. Was yeah, it, really? it was. Yeah. It was I black really and white. I really didn't notice. No, they did such a good job on it that it that just, if you didn't notice, flowed straight through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. was that with chroma dots? Yeah, I think it wasn't hand done. That one. No, I think that one was the chroma dots. It was a mixture. It was chroma dot and manual reca- re- manual recolorisation. Oh, okay. So a little bit of both. Mm. A little bit of both. Oh, speaking of dots, the scene when they're in the plane of stones and they're surrounded by animals. <laughs> oh, the eyeballs! <laughs> she wants to do that outside in the trees. Yeah. Yeah, I still want to do that. <laughs> what clearly happened was we wave fire around, the animals close their eyes. They've gone. No, they've shut their eyes. <laughs> or someone's turned the switch off. Just because no. they can't see you anymore doesn't mean they're not there. <laughs> Make them sound like the ravenous bug bladder. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, our plot. Anyway, we've got a group from. We're on Scaro. No, no. No, we've no. got a group from Scaro, a group, a group of fowls. Spiridon. Who are wearing. Michelin man clothes. <laughs> yes. Yep. And apparently it was really hot when they were filming and they had to pretend it was in really cold. In the ice cold. caverns. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, the Daleks uh, seem to have got this giant refrigeration area deep mm. in a mountain. But we don't know we that don't at this know point. Why? We've just got one or two Daleks trying mm. to discover always, the invisibility mm. techniques of the Spiridons. Yeah, I thought it was, I always thought it was pronounced Spiridon. That's another thing. The Spiridon. If the Spiridon, Spiridons, whatever had to Whatever. wear something to make themselves mm. visible. Why did they have to... The, they look like Cookie Monster without the eyes. <laughs> or, or one half of Flanagan and well, Allen. I, I, or I a to, bit of Barney the Dinosaur. I have to say, as, I'm, bit, as yeah. I'm working my way through the box set at the moment, the, what the Spiridons are wearing is what Joe Grant was wearing in the third, uh, yes. the three Doctors, except for she had it as, as pale blue and they just dyed it purple. Yeah. But it was the, still, still the same big, furry, heavy yeah. stuff. Yeah. I thought I liked most... Of the um, some of the some of the pointless moving the phone at the beginning because there was some oh, original from bits the from oh, that, yes, yes. but then there was some other yeah. bits that were new oh, additions right. which are like okay yeah get it just just move on and, and I really mixing the bowls um, yeah. the mixing the bowl I thought mm. was quite do- well done nicely because mm. that was from the original as well they just the tidied phone was too. Oh, the CGI yeah the CGI I thought that, that was the, really good considering they, it was they cleaned early. up mm. yeah that's all they've done is they cleaned up I really. Really, 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 really hated the new version of the spaceship Dalek ship landing, and it's like it just looks so out of place because it was stark and grey and clean edged, and it just didn't fit in. I don't know. We we just we, just we didn't about. watch that. We didn't watch uh, we, we that because it's the, the new CGI, oh, right, and you know, right, right. Okay, so your the opinion of the one we saw was the original. The original oh, was I was going to say good. the original yeah. was good considering it was designed by the designer's son. Yeah, the remastered one. It's like this very. It, it looked good if it was in the 
comic version, but when they uh, put it live action, it looks so out of place because it's so mm. blocky and clean and everything else. Have mm. a look at that bit and oh, see what they did. And, mm. and the award for over-egging the pudding goes to the scene where the, the invisible Dalek is stopped. Oh, yeah. And they said, oh, we have these devices that will reveal what... You know, <laughs> it's an aerosol, for goodness sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, spray the, the big that question... That caused a bit of a giggle in the BFI, if I seem to remember violently. The big question at the beginning... The doctor has collapsed. Yes, in oh, the yes. TARDIS. He's shot in the head. Yes. Yep, and he's he's freezing as well. Yeah, and is. poor Joe, what can she do? So <laughs> she ventures out to get help. Now, two things the doctor did. Two made, things made me <laughs> made me question him. <laughs> yes. The first, upon waking, mm-hmm. when discovering the TARDIS is running out of oxygen for some yeah. reason, massive mm. massive interior. How long would that yeah. take? Exactly. Uh, yeah. He decides to change his clothes first. Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> he does. And second. Upon finding Joe, who has made huge strides, risked life and limb, etc., etc., instead of congratulating her on her courage, mm-hmm. he had a go at her for not staying in the TARDIS, <laughs> where she would have died yeah. because of the lack of oxygen. <laughs> but you know this version of the Doctor is ever so slightly sexist. <laughs> Doesn't mean he wants her dead. <laughs> a question. Um, the Thals. Yes. The Thals. Who played, oh. who played the Bolshe one? Who's going, oh God! Um, I don't I mean, know. I recognise the face. Space nineteen ninety nine. Space nineteen. Ah, right, the yes. second in command mm. from was Space nineteen ninety nine. No, no, no he's not Horsfield. Um, the other one. Prentice Hancock. Yes, Prentice Hancock. Ah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was uh, Koenig's number mm. two. And but, Jane uh, Howe was one of the uh, Thals, and mm. it was her yep. first role oh, yeah. out of drama school. Really? Yeah. And she said she said she was taking herself very very seriously, and. Um, there's a, the bit where they, the re- interior of the Dalek is revealed, and so she's doing just a subtle Ooh. reaction, very subtle, yeah. the way and she's been taught. Yes. And then the, the camera's on Katie Manning, who's going, <gasps> and she, she realises, ah, that's how we do this. <laughs> well, to be fair, you'd expect a Thal to have a good idea what's yeah. inside a Dalek. This is, this is, this is true. Seeing, seeing they are related, sort of, yeah, sort yeah. of to a And extent. what a sexist arse. Right, well, yeah, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. we got. I'm just going to step back at this point. (laughs) She is a trained officer. He is a trained officer. They're both on the same mission. Just because he can't control his thoughts, his brain, his hormones, (laughs) his knob, he's complaining that she's there. If anyone should bugger off and not take part, it's him. Because she was getting the job done. It was quite funny because at the BFI, when he did that whole speech, and if this mission fails, it's because of you. Oh. And virtually everyone is on the BFI went... <laughs> <laughs> there was a sharp intake followed by some very nervous giggles. Your being here might be the very reason the Daleks win. Yes. The actual yeah. Yours being a male chauvinist asshole. And she apologises to I know, I know. This is what makes it worse. It's quite amusing. this Me Too generation, I mean, that would go down like a pork but pie, it, bar it was quite amusing because in the entire BFI that went down sort of like very kind of like ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was quite pleasing to hear how society had changed oh, yeah. in the <laughs> oh. yeah speaking of hot air <laughs> The, the physics might be slightly wrong. Are you questioning so, the, the accuracy of the balloon? Scene? It sorry. was a six by six piece of <laughs> polythene film. I'm sorry, a program where a box that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside can move around the universe instantaneously, and you're fine. questioning the physics. <laughs> but uh, a, piece, a piece of polythene film supporting the weight of four adults. Sorry, it, 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 it ripped. It yeah. ripped at the end. Yeah, but they're going, yeah, you can see their feet danglings all down the shelf. <laughs> also, I think we had yeah. the uh, most amount of Dalek props at any one. So I counted oh, yeah, nine Daleks. D- nine Daleks. Not photographs. Mm. Seven, weren't they, actually? That's no, still a lot of Daleks. No, that was all of them. Even <laughs> so, you know, the majority they've all only ever had is three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they oh. had three, and then they built four more. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the so max- maybe there was eight including the supreme at the end i'm not sure mm-hmm. another question yes i mean you've questioned the um the physics there mm-hmm. yes joe grant is clearly not human 
Oh, that rock that fell oh, on yeah. her head <laughs> yeah. should when have she's scat- the shattered her skull yeah. like an egg. Yes, <laughs> it fell from a great height. And it was s- the size of her head, Black. and hit a smack bang on the top of her mm. head. Yeah. And she didn't so much as have a concussion after she'd woken up. Yeah. Right. She was full of adrenaline. At she this was. Point. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> spray than made out of foam. Is foam? Well, yeah. 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 Actually, polystyrene yeah. sprayed in the pops yeah. department. Oh, mind you, one other thing I saw was a Dalek breaking the fourth wall. Where, um, oh, the, um, the spirit it's on. Hitting a yeah. camera, definitely, but breaking a fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, uh, it looked it, right yeah, at the camera. It looked camera, right at the camera. It? It said, oh, yeah, we're stuck in here. Oh, boogie boogie. Oh, yeah. 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 Stuck in here forever. It's yeah. a dramatic moment when you mm-hmm. stare and. You know, poised to the camera. It's dramatic. not talking to the camera. It's talking to the Dalek that's behind mm. the camera. Operating oh, yeah. <laughs> the camera. That told me that the Supreme Dalek oh. was made up of two two movie Daleks. Movie Daleks. I like the Supreme yeah. Dalek. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I think it's part of Terry Nation's private. It was collection. one of Terry Nation's ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which wasn't made for the film, but did show up in the film. Yeah, right. it was actually made for the stage play. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, the I think so. the Dalek Supreme in this story. This is according into to Wiki Tardis. Right. The Dalek Supreme in this story was a modified prop from the film Dalek's Invasion of 2150 ah. AD that had been given to Terry Nation. Its eye stalk has been replaced with the conventional oh, torch which torch. flashes when it speaks, oh, which was ruddy awful. Yeah. awful. It Sometimes it actually didn't flash yeah. when it speaks. Yeah, the flash was really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not entirely... It's kind of accurate. It did appear in Dalek Invasion yeah. of... But that wasn't what it was built for. It was built I, yeah, for the stage play. I know. I, know so, so I do know it's sort of made out of two parts. So one of them was actually from the film. The, the other part was from I the don't stage know about play. That bit, but uh, yeah, yeah. I anyway. know. I know that a lot of the stories in this season were numerous episodes. Yeah. Um, and for the modern generation, might seem quite slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I quite enjoyed this one um it's i think doing it in two blocks of three yeah. is the better way of doing it because when you when you fast forward through the credits and everything they actually work out at about just over an hour or so mm-hmm. each, yeah. each group of three okay yes, um, right. yeah. i thoroughly enjoyed this I, one but i mm. i yeah similarly i quite enjoyed this one it, it's not quite as bad as frontier in space they're caught they're out they're uh, caught they're out they're caught they're like out that, oh my yeah. god are they caught yet or are they not caught sorry if you think about it it's actually a 12 parter mm. because kind it, of it, yeah. the, the actions at the end of frontier in space lead directly into it's not mm. a different story. It's no. not a. It's a. It's you a can say that about a lot of uh, of um, Hartnell's era. Yeah, just go straight into the yeah. story. Yeah. I mean, and I haven't seen Frontier in Space for a while, so I was thinking, why is it leapt straight into the action? Yeah. As opposed to well, having, we're, we're an intro. criticizing the actions of the Third Doctor, which I seem to have done quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> After he thought Joe was dead. He thought she was on the little shuttle that got blown up. Yeah. Mm. He didn't care a damn. Didn't give a damn, did no, he? No, he didn't. <laughs> Not at all. Until until that the guy he was in prison with asked, said, oh, is she back at the shuttle? And he sort of, as a throwaway line, no, they murdered Oh, did they capture her? Mm. No, they murdered her. And that was it. Yeah. You know, you'd think he would at least... I mean, yeah. he made... He was a baby at the end of the Green Death. He was yeah. such a child. And all she'd done is get married to another man. But... Yeah. Blown to bits by the Daleks? No. <laughs> Not even worth a raised oh, eyebrow. Speak, no, speaking no. of the shuttle, I mean, it was rocking backwards and forwards slightly. Well, it was Shuttles precariously landed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Early mean it, when she was in it, mm, yeah. it was meant to. Yeah. They'd actually mm. done it especially. It was on a, on a little platform. Oh, yeah, so, so you can tell when the moving. invisible creatures ah. got on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's quite deliberate. In, in, spent, oh, quite why they left the pilot dead in his seat like that. And yeah. one yeah. with, with cobwebs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you look at me, we're just twitching slightly. <laughs> Go, going off of this one particular story, this Blu-ray box set as a whole, I'm very impressed with the quality that they've cleaned them up. They look really nice. Um, I know some of the Blu-ray works better in good light and that kind of stuff. When it gets low light, it still gets a bit grainy, but mm-hmm. they've cleaned up 
the actual mm. prints. So, mm. I mean, things like the three doctors and that are yeah. absolutely flipping gorgeous, the colour on them. <laughs> and the sound quality as well. It's really nice, crystal clear sound. I'm, mm. I'm really enjoying watching them from a purely aesthetic visual point of view yeah. and that you can hear all the dialogue and mm. they've balanced it really well. Mm. I do wonder, though, watching the extras, they're fascinating. There's things about colour se- How have all these obscure little things about creating colour separation overlay and all that survives, and yet they've lost whole blooming stories <laughs> and episodes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not quite so impressed by this story, I must admit. It, it feels too much of a retread of the original Dalek story. Got the Thals <laughs> out in the... Uh, the Wasteland. Jungle or yeah. whatever. Yeah, the Daleks, the Daleks in the city. Yeah. Uh, you break in. You've got then you've got the Daleks trying to kill life outside, either with radiation yeah. or in this case with a uh, virus. Uh, then well, you have say that about Genesis yeah, of the Daleks. Every Dalek. Chesterton gets into a Dalek casing, and now we have <laughs> Rebeck yeah. do no, that. Every yeah. Dalek no story follows this, this pattern. This one was written by Terry Nation. Yeah, uh, who only yeah. ever seemed to know two or possibly three Dalek stories, which you <laughs> yeah. Have. Church just changed the names on. Yeah. And I'm just wondering what on earth is happening on Scarrow. Uh, yeah. Dark's obviously left the planet. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't Thals have thought they'd do that until they'd wiped out the Thals. Mm. Clearly, the Thals still living on Scarrow, mm. too. Yeah. It would be How's that happen? How's that work? <laughs> it would be interesting <laughs> to see where that fits because obviously now the Daleks basically own Scarrow going well, by the last Doctor's story. It's been, it, what, it'd be interesting to actually find out what's happened to the Thals. Did, 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 have the Daleks ultimately destroyed the Thals? Did they the get Thals off the planet? Yeah. Jump, jump planet and go yeah. somewhere else? It, it would be interesting to know what know. that... Yeah, that would yeah. be quite a good one probably for Big Finish at some point. Yeah. Uh, what I'd like to point out is li- watching the uh, behind-the-scenes for the Blu-ray on Green Death... You have an interview with uh, Terence Dix and, oh God, what was the producer? Barry Letts. Barry Letts, thank you. And they turned around and said, uh, Good, Terry Nation wrote us a Dalek story. Isn't this the story he wrote us last time? <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, they are. Terry Nation's yeah. Dalek story on yeah. one story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Taron, though. We've got a Taron instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thing that's really worth watching on these isn't the audio commentary. It's on the sofa. Is it on the sofa, behind the yeah, sofa? behind the sofa. Yeah. Behind the sofa, which is, like, on these <laughs> ones, it's mainly Katie, Richard and... Um, John Levine. John Levine, <laughs> talking about what's going on and their memories. Yeah, it's, a lot, it's a lot more amusing, not just this one, but on, on all of the new ones. They're much more amusing than audio commentaries. <laughs> <laughs> they still have the audio commentaries there, which is quite good, because uh, it's got Barry Letts on there, obviously, yeah. Died a few years ago. Mm. So it's quite nice to, to hear his take on it, which is on DVD too. But yeah, also, I find this one you know how the silence are, are memory proof? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think they're based on this story because this story is memory proof to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd watch a couple of episodes, go away, come back the next day. Are they, why are they going? Why are they in the city again? Why are they back in the jungle again? What, what's going on? I've forgotten. Is I know I was, I was paying attention at the time. But yeah. yeah. It's turned away and it's forgotten. That complicated a plot, you see. That's it's, what it is. It's really not. It just somehow doesn't go in. Um, so this, we, we differ on this one. This season, season 10, was also the season and the story before this was the last time we ever saw um, Roger Delgado yes. as the master. Yeah. Yeah. In front of his face, yeah. In front of his face, his last yeah. shout, because he unfortunately died in the car crash. Blonde. Well, he did shoot John Perjury in the head, so mm. he had to yeah. get his revenge somehow. And there is a nice one on the Frontier in Space DVD. There's a nice extra, which is John Pertwee doing an introduction to episode six, and it's almost like a memoir to um, Delgado. Yeah, they were great friends, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. And it's one of the contributing factors for him leaving anyway. Mm. Yeah, that, that's an obviously... Yeah. Uh, everything, Casey Manning leaving as well. Everything yeah. seemed to have come to a head. Yeah. Although, he had a good innings. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. He did, what, five seasons? Four, I think. Four? Yeah, 73 Yeah, you're right, four. Yeah. So he had... Uh, and although they were long... With, um, 
they were Elizabeth quite long Slavers. seasons, although there might have only been four or five stories. They were <laughs> seven, eight episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest problem with the poetry era. Yeah. The stories are overly I'd, long. I learned mm. my lesson when we reviewed Green Death, because we watched yeah. Green yeah. Death in one slog in one oh, night. Yeah. Yeah. That, that physically hurt by the end. That's why we broke, broke it into two evenings. Unless yeah. you fast forward through the credits. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Lost the will to pick up the remote control. <laughs> <laughs> right. Once again, we'd like to hear what you thought of Planet of the Daleks. Particularly you... the MFI bed, the doctor that oh, pulls yes. out from the cosmos. Yes. Yeah, that's what do you use that for it? normally? <laughs> the, the TARDIS knew it was going to happen, so constructed this bed. <laughs> it, wasn't it an IKEA bed? <laughs> it was. It was MFI or MFI. IKEA, one of the Not, quite, I, I think, not uh, quite a flat pack, though. Third doctor, a bit of a charmer. <laughs> Young companion, oh, here's the bed. So, do you agree with me and Jean that it was a good romp, or do you agree with Misery Guts Purcell that it was boring? (laughs) Write to us at show (laughs) at staggeringstories.net. Dear listeners, you've been writing to us. Oh, thank you. One of you, yes. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. At least someone listens to us. We've heard from Andrew Scott. Hello, Hello, Andrew Scott. Scott. Andrew says, good day, gentlemen and gentle ladies. I thought I would drop you a line to avoid the threatened Riddler side, (laughs) having just watched season three of Stranger Things and season one of The OA. So in reverse order, Mm -hmm. The OA, good setup, disappointing realisation. Possibly a result of the star and the director having a big role in the production. I think it fell oddly between the two stools of being too long and yet not giving giving the support characters enough background development. I know some people adored it, but do you think I should give season two a chance or quit whilst I'm behind? I've not seen any of it. No, I can't say I've seen any of it. Stranger Things, season three. I've not seen that either. Just Mm. a joy. Yes. Personally, mm. I loved both the individual threads and the way they were pulled together. Mm-hmm. I watched it as a two, two and four episode pattern. And that probably indicates how I was pulled into wanting to know how it ended. Truly a page turner of a TV show. <laughs> the best relationship for me was the Joyce Hopper one, Aww. particularly yeah. with the comments of those around them, telling them what they themselves could not see. Really trying to avoid spoilers <laughs> here. <Thank you. laughs> the ending invites a Stranger Things 4. Don't miss the mid credit scene. Off to see Spider-Man Far From Home tomorrow. Oh, good. Looks promising. Yes. Have a good summer. All the best. Andrew Scott. Thank, Thank you. you. P.S. Oh, oh, oh. Apologies for any sloppy spelling or syntax. I wanted to get the email off as quickly as possible to prevent Karen's homicidal tendencies firing prematurely by filling your inbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Hey>, <laughs> nah. <laughs> Karen, yes? do you like the fact that the only two people that are terrifying our male listeners are you and me? Sounds about <laughs> <right>. <laughs> We'd like more of you to write to us, please. Oh, yeah, that's an order. Angry voice. So do it. Now. By a show. Ah. Staggering stories. Dot net. <laughs> that was our angry email. <laughs> Lead us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Ah. Ah. But never fear, in the next one there'll be more of the same. Oh dear. <laughs> I always want to say Smith is here. What? Is he? What? Never fear. Smith is here. Don't ever say that again. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I like the movie version. I don't know what you're talking about. Lost in space. That was pigs in space. (laughs) (laughs) Very nearly. (laughs) Anyway. I forgot more of what. Space was based on Lost in Space. (laughs) Anyway, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. More fun frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More who all the news. So until that, P for pigs in space. Perfidious. Pneumatic. That's a silent P. Perpetual. Postulated. Just because it's a silent P doesn't mean it's not a P. <laughs> Perfunctory. Perplexing. Pulsating. Puzzling. Pterodact- Procrastinating. Pterodactyl. Probing. <laughs> Perfidious. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. Comes pondering. Pontificatingly. Predictably. Towards us. This is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Oh. Bye-bye. Now, Keith, you jumped the gun oh, no, there. I'm she sorry. hadn't finished. I'm Jean, sorry. say your again. thing again. Au revoir. Bye-bye. You're on one warning. 
You have been listening to Staggering Stories podcast series one, number 320, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers at the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. There's going to be a bathtub in Witcher. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> there has to be. A bathtub? Oh, yeah. A bathtub. Feet out the front, <laughs> arms out the back. Sponge scrubbing things. Uh, Imagination in the middle. Mm. <laughs> oh, dear. Mm. I like that one you just came out with, actually. What one? <laughs> Me dancing naked around a tree in the woods. That's really an intro. <laughs> yeah, it sounded good. I mean, um, can I ask a question? Yes. How many of our intros actually are for <laughs> intros? <laughs> Froggy went to court and he did ride a hum. Um. Hello. How are you? I am fine, thank you. You're weird. How are you? That's enough speaking now. <laughs> okay. Is he dead? Who? I don't know. One, two. One, My favourite emails from teachers are the ones that include spelling mistakes because <laughs> I have a really good relationship with most of them and they don't half get <laughs> flustered. You use the wrong version of there, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just correct all their spelling mistakes. And send, send it send back. It back. Yeah. Four out of ten must try hard to see me. (laughs) (coughs) You're right. (coughs) Too much dance around naked. Mm. It's breathing in the spores from the trees. (coughs) It is, it is. Because it's the 50th year of the moon landings, they've been doing various documentaries, and one of them was the conspiracy theories. And they had had the footage of where Buzz Aldrin (laughs) decked... This, this he punched him. Yeah, yeah punched he his kept, He kept his cool until the guy called him a coward for the third time, and then he Ooh. turned around and punched him. You, you could almost <laughs> see a switch being flicked yeah. in his head. He just turned around and bam, and this guy and just the, went down. The, the, the guy was yeah. like two foot taller than him as he, well. He was <laughs> going to take him to court for assault. Yeah, I'd love to see that one. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> the, there were several things that That's came really up. Right. One, he would have to prove, and he was right about conspiracy. <laughs> Two, he would have had to have found 12 men and true that would have found him not guilty of hitting an American icon. And three, he'd have to admit a guy twice his age yeah. decked him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it would have been it was a couple of years ago, so it would have been in his, his late 70s. Oh, at yeah. least, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the conspiracy theory behind it, I mean, it, it was based on a rather sort of flimsy list of a... Oh, like flat earthers, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they said they could see... They could see... They, they said they could see the flag moving in a, in a breeze. But and Mythbusters there. redid the whole thing, yeah, didn't they? they put they it proved, in a vacuum chamber. They proved everything. It's because the um, the flagpole is an inverted L, it went and mm, across, it, yeah. and the bottom of the flag is weighted, so when you woggle it backwards and forwards mm, to get it yeah. in, it will flap. Mm, yeah. And it was also crinkled from the way that they packaged yeah. it because mm. they said they didn't want a nice straight flag, they wanted something that looked like a flag. <laughs> anyway, that was my small... Diversion. (laughs) Don't do it again. Sorry. Good lad.